0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Burns. And welcome back, fellow American Patriots and Minutemen to the one and only CR podcast here at Blaze TV on this fine Tuesday morning when everyone is shivering from this global warming in this country. Great to be back with you today. We are not just entertainment, we are not just information, we are a movement. ...and really excited moving forward with a lot of our new projects. And boy, we have a lot of new projects. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to have a lot of new information on the fallacy of COVID fascism, of masks, of everything that is undergirding the most severe infringement upon our sacred liberties in the history of the settlement of this continent... We got more Republicans acting like Democrats. Who needs Democrats when you have Republicans that are just the same? What we can do about it at a local and state level as always. You know, it's funny watching what's going on in Texas. Everyone's yelping about, you know, we shut down our um, production of fossil fuels because we didn't want to create global warming. But now that we have global cooling, well, whoops, we're we're caught without fossil fuels. And obviously... Over the years, Texas, which has become a blue state because Republicans are blue and people like Greg, something that rhymes with Abbott, made the state blue. And they put so much of their fossil fuel reliance on wind and solar, 20,000 megawatts worth, and whoops, it's down to 2% capacity because it doesn't work in weather like that. Because progressivism, which includes both parties, is really regressivism, where we regress to the Stone Age and regress on progress that now we can't handle basic heating needs during a winter storm. So there we are. Windmills are to a storm what mask wearing is to a virus. It just doesn't work. And... That's where we are. It's funny. You know, a lot of people are talking about the Lincoln Project, these rhino Republicans that seem to have been running a homosexual pedophilia ring. Well, again, it's funny how Republicans do whatever the left does. So the entire Republican Party, whether it's COVID fascism, whether it's green energy, whether it's the homosexual agenda, the Republican Party is indistinguishable from the Democrat Party. And it's time we actually force real change. And that's the thing. What we need today, what we need is a D-Day. We need a D-Day to end COVID fascism. And I was thinking, look, I'd love to end it tomorrow. But today is February 16th. What about if we set a goal of a month from now? March 16th, which is the anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve, when unfortunately Trump bought into this nonsense, brought on Fauci and Burks, where we lost our God loving minds, when we thought that we could prevent a respiratory virus and somehow stop it by throwing up a Chinese cloth or hiding from it, just like people thought you could change the weather with windmills and affect the climate. It's the same hubris. It's the same godless view. It's the same anti-scientific view. And it's certainly the same tyrannical and unconstitutional wielding of executive power. So how about if we set a goal, a D-Day, where it's a mixture of fighting back in red counties, red states, but also at a personal level and just saying no, In a month's time from now. Can we set that goal. That we lay that line in the sand and say. We are not going to make the same mistakes. That are predicated on the false premises. Of this stuff. Which is destroying civilization as we know it. Destroying our children. Destroying physical and mental health. Destroying wealth and prosperity. Destroying liberty. All for nothing only pain and no gain whatsoever. Zero correlation between any better outcomes and mask wearing and closing of schools and closing of businesses. We're going to get into that today. But why is it that again and again and again, on issue after issue, it seems like we only have one governor in this nation speaking for us? And that is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Whether it's the COVID fascism, whether it's crime, whether it's big tech monopolizing our lives and controlling our privacy. One after another, it's all one man. Why don't we have someone like that in every Republican state as governor, as speaker, as Senate pro temp, as county commissioners? What is wrong? And the answer is because we have been asleep. For too long. And that's why we have these states with Republican supermajority control. That are just as passionately and emphatically bought in to this fascism. As the San Francisco governor. Government. California governor. West Virginia. We're going to talk about that. Is may as well be San Francisco. May May as well be a homosexual playground. Because that's what Republicans do. They turn red states into blue states. But yesterday, before we get to COVID, I just want to get to the other thing Ron DeSantis is leading on. He got the Speaker of the House, he's leading, by his actions, to propose legislation requiring businesses to publish privacy policy for personal information. And it only applies to large businesses because it's directly targeting big tech that gives consumers the right to know what information a business has collected about them and allows the consumers to request to delete or correct that information and requires them to allow consumers to opt out of the sale of personal information to third parties and prohibits any discrimination towards those who opt out. Also allows a private cause of action to sue Again, one after another. It's only one man standing up for our privacy. We sit and have the courts talk about a right to privacy to kill a baby, but there's no right to privacy to your data. There's no right to privacy for your own bodily integrity from a Chinese burqa. There's no right to privacy on whether you had a test or what your health status is. I mean, we live in a society where a husband to a wife can't even get any medical information because of HIPAA, but somehow the government could own your entire life for COVID fascism. That's got to end. But here we have, time and again, one man pushing this bill. You know, my buddy Tom Kading tried to push a similar bill in the North Dakota legislature and the... Judiciary Committee Chairman Larry Clem in there, blocked it. This is why we need to stand up our teams, our Minutemen, to form liberty strike forces, to be ready at a minute's notice, to push good ideas and block bad ideas that matter to our civilization, where it matters, whom it matters, in a county, in a state, This is the movement I want to create. This is the movement we needed for 50 years. But these drifters and grifters and this phony conservative movement and this phony Republican Party has lied to us. and They've really stolen hundreds of millions of dollars from patriots in this country for these organizations with top-down, heavy overhead that do nothing with those resources. We're going to show how with very minimal resources just to build a website, maybe we'll need a little bit of money. We'll be able to make the red states red again, at least some of them. But again, ask yourself, why is there only one governor leading? Where are the other ones? Where is the governor of Arkansas, of Tennessee, of Texas, of Oklahoma, of North Dakota? West Virginia, Indiana, Arizona, all these states. Where are they? Who is fighting for us? It's time to cancel big tech. And if you get 25 states to do that, it would really, really strike at the heart of their revenue process, their, their revenue earning process, which is all about selling our data. And by the way, Even where you don't have a governor that's doing this at a state level, you could do this at a private level. You could protect your data. You could support this show and support our sponsor and fight back against big tech by getting an ExpressVPN. What it basically does is it makes your IP address anonymous. So that way, all these um, websites from Google on down... They can't track, censor, and spy on you. Everything you search for, watch, or click online can and will be tracked by big tech companies. But when I switch on my Express VPN with my computer or iPhone, I have it on all my uh, devices. I make, I, I actually put a mask on my VPN server. That's where you need a mask, by the way. Makes it much harder for websites to identify. And unlike the Chinese burkas, these actually work. ExpressVPN app also encrypts my network data to protect my sense of information from being compromised from hackers. And you could you could use up to five devices simultaneously on the basic family plan they give you. Um, it's so easy to use. It's literally just one click to protect all your advi- uh, uh devices. Folks, stop handing over your data to big tech companies and their far left enablers in government. This is the first step to self-separating. Defend your rights with the VPN I Trust for online protection. Visit expressvpn.com/conservative. That's e x p r e s s v p n.com/conservative to get 3 extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com/conservative right now to learn more and stop empowering big tech to control our lives and empower the left. Now, the question is, why we don't have a movement to get other state legislatures to do doing this? I mean, this is what bothers me. We are basically at the peak of the legislative season in most states. This is when civilization is won or lost. Whether it's COVID fascism, whether it's election integrity, laws, whether it's crime, whether it's self-defense, whether it's First Amendment, whether it's nullifying Biden and the federal government's infringement upon the First Amendment, Second Amendment, their COVID fascism, the mask mandates, big tech legislation, fighting the transgender agenda. These are just some issues off the top of my tongue. Why don't I have other talk show hosts, other organizations pushing this like I am, And look, I'm one man, I can't focus on all the states, which is why it's not just you guys forming these teams and pushing our agenda here. It's you guys informing me what is going on in your state. What are some of the good opportunities? Who are some of the good legislators that are pushing some of this stuff that needs us to light a fire under it? And to name and shame those that are on the wrong side, to either force them to convert to our cause, or we start running challengers right now for next year's primaries. So again, it's at conaction.network. We're still working on the website, but the sign up does work. Tell us about yourself. Tell us what state you're from. And eventually when we get enough people, we already have a lot of people for certain states. We could email you asking you permission if you want to be put on some sort of message with you know, those 15, 20, 30 people to form a new group. With a team leader. And you guys will take it from there. So again we're going to be talking about that. In the in the coming days. Now. I do want to get into a little bit more. Data and information. Obviously to form this new D-Day. It's more a matter of organizing. It's more a matter of a political legal fight. Not. Really so much. A um. Data fight I mean we already have it but we're going to go through some more data news on the virus itself but the biggest thing we need to understand and what you need to look them in the eye and say is these tyrannical things are so harmful that is incontrovertible. On the other side of the ledger, there is zero evidence that they help whatsoever because the curves are the same everywhere. it's seasonal it's geographical, and in fact, in many places there's an inverse relationship in Florida once again, if you add up about three quarters of the states of the counties don't have a mass mandate, about maybe twenty or eighteen of them do, and the ones with Out a mask mandate, have fewer cases per capita, even adjusting for population density. So that's that. They don't work. But I want to share with you a very exciting analysis I worked with my buddy Kyle Lamb and the folks at Rational Ground to put together. So Florida really is the state That exposes the lie. Now, I understand for those of us who have listeners in Florida, and there's a lot of you guys, you know, it's not perfect, but based on what they are telling us, that the way you reduce the virus, even after it goes up and then down and then up and then down, because it's all seasonality, but it's all based on human intervention and how much interaction, how much travel and movement and gathering And masking. So Florida. With it's. Tremendous senior population. It's the second oldest population in the nation. But really. um, The largest number of seniors in the nation. Florida should be. The worst state. And we should see it there. Because. Because they have not had any state level emergency since september okay i know you have some counties doing stuff but you have 99.8% of school of children in the public schools have in person schooling available to them more than any other state and they've been open all year almost all the businesses are open There's no statewide mask mandate. Most counties don't have one. I know the businesses are still enforcing it to a certain extent. But I'm just telling you, compared to other states, if the top ingredient is human intervention, you're going to see it here. You're going to see it here because Florida is not only The number one destination for people to move, but by far the number one vacationing destination. So the last six weeks, I mean, in middle of the winter spread, the big winter spread. Right. This started late winter, early spring last year. So this is the first time we went through the late fall, early winter spread, which is the worst seasonal spread for a flu like um, virus. That coincided with a period of time where the entire world went to Florida. I could just tell you from where I live, half the people in my life, friends, family, colleagues, they have all gone down to Florida for some period of time over the last two months. Everyone is vacationing there. Obviously, we're seeing now in other southern places, even as far as South Texas itself, um, you know, it's freezing. It's freezing. Um, so everyone's going to Florida. That means you have the most robust movement and traveling of anywhere. Everyone talks about the bars and everyone's showing pictures of it. Those who support freedom do it lovingly. Those who hate freedom do it to try to shame Floridians. But the bottom line is Florida is really the gathering place For leisure and vacation for the entire country, especially in the winter. But here's the deal Kyle put together some data. I said to him, wait a minute, I want to see what excess deaths look like in all the states. And it turns out, Florida is number 16. Now, let me be clear here so I'm not confusing. 16 from the bottom. So it would be number 34, if you want to look at view it that way. The 16th lowest rate of increase of excess deaths. So everyone had excess deaths in 2020 over 2019. Now, how much of that is the virus and how much of that is the response to the virus? That will be a question we're going to see for years to come. And I don't trust CDC's data. But, you know, it's apples to apples comparison. We're using CDC's all-cause mortality data for 2020 as compared to 2019 in all 50 states. Really, 49 because North Carolina has not been updated for some reason. And Florida ranks the 16th lowest in terms of rate of increase. So, in other words, the increase in excess deaths in 2020 over 2019. But if you look at seniors, in other words... COVID deaths, and again, a lot of deaths are people dying naturally at an old age. But apples to apples comparison in all states. Which state, you know, where do they rank in terms of seniors? Okay. Florida is 11th from the bottom in terms of senior COVID deaths. I want you to think about that for a minute. And then, once you thought about that, <clears throat> I want you to understand that overall, in terms of excess mortality, Florida is the 16th from the bottom, meaning they were the 16th best. If you look at 25 as average, the national average, they did better than the average. California is at 40 Number forty, and by the way, some might say you know because we're going with provisional count, some might say, well, Daniel, the CDC didn't fully update you know the later months, you know there still might be some updates for um, twenty for December. California is the state that had its deaths backloaded because it hit them later. so if anything, California's numbers are going to get worse over time so that's the story with that. 40 as compared to 16. Think about that for a minute. We are told that California did everything right. California did everything they were supposed to do. They had the earliest lockdown. They had the most severe lockdown. They had the earliest mask mandate. They never got out of a modified phase one reopening. In Florida, 99.8% of public school students have available to them in-person learning. Again, we don't know how many actually attend. Most do, but, you know, some might not to. But 99.8% of the school districts are have it available. In, in California, it's just 5.4%. 5.4%. And California ranks 40 40 in all cause deaths and again in senior deaths Florida is just 11 11th from the bottom you know you look at District of Columbia DC is number 42 with senior deaths Connecticut is 44 okay? Indiana is a Republican state, but they've had a top lockdown, 38. Illinois is at 33. Massachusetts at 44. And see some other states here. New York's obviously 49 in terms of senior deaths. New Jersey's 48. So here's the deal. There's no correlation whatsoever. Now, look, if you want to know the best states, Hawaii and Vermont are the best states. But it's all. But likewise, you have states like Alaska that did well, too. And Utah. It's the remote states that are lowest population density are at the top. Hawaii is the most cut off. It's an island. So, yeah, I mean, no one denies that. But there is zero correlation with what you did. You have states that are both at the top and at the bottom. And moreover, it all proves to be seasonality and geography, no matter what you did. Because let me tell you this. You know, people want to... They, they, they say, well, Daniel, Florida did well, but South Dakota and then didn't. But you know why South Dakota didn't do well? <clears throat> Ironically... It was its own success. They were a victim of their own success. Because what it turns out that the virus, in retrospect, is seasonal. It might be around in the summer, but very little, less virulent, doesn't spread as much, not as severe. So Florida was lucky to get its spread in more in the summer with the Hope Simpson curve. The mountain states, like the Dakotas, and the great plains the northern great plains it didn't spread there they barely got anything until the late fall they went this entire time with nothing so what happened was they got hit by the um the summer the the the, the worst curve the winter spread with almost no sero prevalence almost no herd immunity so it just cut right through whereas the other states Florida included, they already had by the time that started 25-30% seroprevalence. And California too. California, it didn't come to them. California was the biggest state for a while. They really didn't get anything. So therefore, they didn't have much seroprevalence. It's all herd immunity. So once it hit, it hit virgin ground with a winter like virulence. And they got hit harder than Florida. I'm not going to say what they did wound up killing more people from COVID. There's just no correlation. It's all natural phenomenon, just like the climate. It does what it does. So, yeah, I mean, South Dakota wound up getting it bad. But again, do you know what did slightly worse than South Dakota? North Dakota, which did have a mask mandate for a while, which did have much stronger policies because they have that rhino gover- governor. So you've got to compare it by geography. They were destined to get it worse. It's a northern climate that didn't get it initially, but then got the winter with a northern climate with virgin ground with no herd immunity. Boom, they got it. But North Dakota actually um, had you know a higher, a higher death rate than South Dakota did. It's all geographical. It does what it does when it does it. That's the truth. But think about it. These are remarkable statistics. Florida is the third largest state in the country. You know, you want to show me an Alaska, a Hawaii, a Utah, you know, doing good. Okay, you know, that that makes sense. But Florida's the third largest state. Not only did they do better than the number one and number two, California and Texas, and number four, New York. But they did better as the third largest state in terms of senior deaths than the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth largest states. You have to go to the 13th, to Washington State, in order to find a smaller state that had fewer deaths per capita among seniors than Florida did. And again, it just it just didn't go there as much. And you're going to have that. It generally winds up coming out in the wash everywhere, but depending on the timing of when it hit the virulence without in other words, some some places the places that got hit first are sometimes better off. If it started in the spring, Or there are just random places in every epidemic that God, at the end of the day, is in control. A plague is God's punishment. And there are some places that he just spares, that they don't get it much for some reason. But there is zero correlation. If anything, there is a slightly inverse correlation. What we've seen with most of these analyses, with the worst lockdown states having more deaths. But you have on both sides. But California, I mean, Florida versus California is the ultimate control group. This is an unbelievable statistic here. Unbelievable statistic I want to share with you. Kyle made a chart here. Where. um, So first of all, I mean, you look at, again, COVID-19 deaths over age, over 65 per 100,000 people. Now, again, these are all inflated in my view, but they're inflated in a comparative way in each state, so it's an apples-to-apples comparison. 474 per 100,000 in Florida, 573 in California, 754 in Illinois, 741 in Ohio, 1066 in New York, more than double Florida. All states that locked the hell down of, of these people had the mask mandate, and they have nothing to show for it, but a generation of children destroyed Of seniors locked down from atrophy and dying from that. An economy in shambles. That's another thing. Hawaii could talk about their heroism being an island and not having that much COVID. Yeah. I mean, you know how many people are going to die for the next 50 years as a result of them having the highest unemployment in the country? Forget about that. But what's unbelievable is... Kyle took a look at, because I wanted to know the children cases, okay? So, he had two measures. He compared four states, Florida, Ohio, Illinois, and California, okay? We're going to read some numbers here. What percentage of the students are back in school compared to pediatric COVID cases? In totality, from the beginning of counting since last March, how many... Children's cases per 100,000 were reported. Florida, 99.8% of students eligible for in-person instruction. 3,794 cases per 100,000. You go to Ohio, and it's almost 4,000 cases, a little bit more, and only 31% are in school. You go to California, Just 5.4% are in school, but they have 47.24 pediatric cases per capita, per 100,000. That's almost a quarter, almost like, you know, picture roughly 23, 25% greater than Florida's pediatric case rate. Despite having a fraction, tiny fraction of the number of kids in school. Illinois, only 8.5% are in school. They have 5,378. Almost 5,400 cases per 100,000. God, I don't know what that is offhand. 40% or so greater than Florida. This is what we need to take to every school board, every county commission, every state legislator, every attorney general, every governor, and say the crap stops here and it stops now. The Chinese burqas come off. The children live again We open our businesses. We open our schools. We have our D-Day of the reopening of America's freedom right here, right now. The excuses have run dry. Enough is enough already. The crap ends now. I've just had it. Enough of the lies. Not to mention the University of California study in JAMA. Estimating a cumulative loss of 5.53 million life years from this generation of children due to lost educational attainment. Now, look, I do admit there is a part of me that is a little bit torn on the reopening of public schools. Because the part of me that's thinking, you know what? Maybe we'll let them destroy their own. We'll let them pee in their own backyard destroy it and maybe this way we could evacuate patriots and christians and you know all sorts of people that shouldn't be in public schools but you know they have nowhere to go and maybe this is our time to start a new quasi private school pro- quasi homeschooling pod system in America to supplant it there's a part of me that wants that but the problem is for covid fascism i think we ne- having kids in school will break this fear and break the COVID fascism broadly versus, you know, just evacuating from it. So those are the two competing interests that I'm just thinking about. But this is where we are. But folks, we can't even have what Florida has in solid states. Now, think about Florida for a minute. Very competitive state. Very expensive Hard, you know, a lot of special interests. Yes, it's turned more red. And that's thanks to Governor DeSantis. But he's, you know, Trump still only won it by four points. Let's travel a little bit north. To West Virginia. Trump carried the state by 40 points. The Republicans have won every single county in the state in a presidential election for the past four election cycles. Republicans control statewide offices. They have a 23 to 11 majority in the Senate and a 77 to 23 majority in the House. And by the way, you could override the governor with a simple 51% majority. Just think about that for a minute. That's how much power conservatives should have amassed in the state. Yet, they are just as bad as their neighboring state of Maryland, which is why I'm not moving there. Same, maybe there might be slightly more children in school, but it's all this dystopian masking. They have a virulent mask mandate. You have Boone County. There's an article out where they have a three strikes and you're out snitching system on businesses where if you're caught, not wearing a mask or customers, not wearing a mask where the, the county county health department, Boone County, Trump carried Boone County by a net of 53 points. And the count it's not even the state. The county health department is on them. We need Patriots. I know we have a listener in Boone County, West Virginia. That's how I found out about this. We really need to start a West Virginia team. We are leaving so much on the table there. This dirtbag Governor Jim Justice, low IQ as anything, he's a dumb version of Cuomo. He says the stupidest things. They had a mask mandate in place long before it ever spread. See, once it spreads, you can say, well, it would have been worse is that they had nothing. And then the virus came amidst a universal mask mandate fully. It grew by 1,800% the cases. The mask mandate is fraudulent beyond belief. And this dunghead, loser, fag, Jim Justice in West Virginia. I mean, he may as well be a, a San Francisco bathhouse dude. No, really. In West Virginia, what's up with that? This piece of garbage gets up there and like, I'm going to go back to something my dad taught me a long, long time ago and said if it's working, don't fix it. The bottom line is it's worked, and it's only worked, and it's worked unbelievably. So he waits till the end of the winter spread, which it stopped in every state, including Florida, which didn't have this stuff. And he's like, it worked. Are you sure? How do we allow such mental illness to spread? Uncontrolled, without mitigation efforts. This is why we need mitigation efforts. We need strike force teams to expose these clowns. So you might think, all right, now the legislature will have their crack at him. Two to one majority in the Senate, three and a half to one majority in the House, and you could override with a simple majority. The first act of Speaker Roger Hanshaw, another transgender Republican, is to enact a mask mandate on the West Virginia floor, the, the House floor, H.R. 5. So they have that. So something funny happened. A bipartisan group of legislatures, Democrats, joined. Democrats, I'm not kidding you. HB 2003-2003 to limit the emergency declaration to 60 days. Which is very, I mean, that's more than most legislatures are pushing. Most are pushing 30. 60 days you get. And justice was like, you can't take away my power. And, but the problem was, they were trying to wiggle out of it and not apply it to this emergency. It was only future ones. That's how weak they were. So one of the few good guys, Delegate Pat McKeon... From uh, I think he's from the northern Panhandle area. He introduced an amendment in the House Judiciary Committee to make it clear that the 60-day limitation applies to any state of emergency or state of preparedness currently in effect. And they passed it on Saturday. But then on Monday, the Republican Control Committee flips back and strips that amendment. They won't even have a modest limitation on a Cuomo level lockdown and masking in the state of West Virginia with three and a half to one majorities in, in that body. Ironically, the Democrats were, were yelling like, you can't give the governor this power. This is a former Democrat governor who switched parties. This is what they do because they're cowards. Whoa, whoa, what a, What a freaking coward that guy is. What a bathhouse loser. Metrosexual. In West Virginia. I mean, this is the type of garbage you'd have, you know, in suburban Baltimore where I am. West Virginia? Are you kidding me? Mountain Mama country roads take me home? Jefferson always envisioned urban areas as being pestilential to the morals, the health, and the liberties of man. And rural America standing for more health... Virtue and freedom. Whatever happened to that in West Virginia? But I'll tell you what happened. So so anyway, House Minority Leader, House Minority Whip, Sean Flourty, Democrat. This bill made somebody upset in the executive office, the old king himself. So he came back in here and we're reneging we're on promises made to our constituents. Now, I don't know if they're grandstanding, but look, the Democrats are willing to go along with it. So it's not just... Three and a half to one Republican majorities. The Democrats are actually willing to limit the governor's power. But the GOP leaders, the speaker, what's that jerk's name? Roger Hanshaw. And it's all of them. It's the the majority leader and whip and Senate pro temp. But you know who the Judiciary Committee chairman is? It's Moore Capito, the son of Shelley Moore Capito, the rhino dirtbag, pro-abortion, pro-open borders senator, U.S. senator. Who just voted for Obama's DHS secretary, Mayorkas, who illegally created Obama's executive amnesty for the state of West Virginia? You can tell me some people in West Virginia are dependent on government. I get it. But the life issue, cultural issues, masking, immigration are you kidding me? Come on, get with the program. This is why we need a focus. So this guy, more Capito, he you know, when when people like Pat and were trying to push debate, he said we're in a rush because they're going to have another committee use that room and they had to do covid cleaning in the room. That was his excuse. And then he said, quote, we're in the middle of an unforeseen and very, very novel and dangerous pandemic right now. I think it's important that that we move forward with the bill the way it's drafted. It's like as if it's still March, as if we didn't see the 1,800% increase in cases in West Virginia after all the garbage they put in place. How do these godless, vermin, maggots from the pit of hell get away with this? In a red state, because we're sleeping. Wake the hell up! We need to be all over these dirtbags. Every one of them. Every one of them needs to lose their election, this more capital, this Speaker handshaw. and the, and and every Republican state has a dirtbag as speaker, as president pro, pro temp, and as judiciary committee chairman in both houses. That needs to change, and it can change if we just get on the field and focus and pressure, humiliate them, bombard them on social media, bombard them with calls, meet in your local. County and state legislatures in the halls, they're all, they don't let you in because of COVID, but you could do it elsewhere. It's time to protest these clowns. It's time for Republicans, voters to sign petitions that they will never support people like that, even in a general election. This is just a glimpse of one state, of what happens everywhere That we have San Francisco values. I don't want to hear about D.C. We have it in places with trifecta controls and super duper majorities. And they just screw with us and no one even knows about it. I'm calling all West Virginia patriots in this audience. Go to conaction.network and sign up. You could also email me personally, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com. And folks, this is all a lie. I want to share with you some other news. I'm forgetting who put this out. So, Joe Biden is now openly saying we're going to have masks masks into 2022. Not 2020, you know, 21, the rest of the year into 2022, which means forever. Someone put out an article from April 27th, 2003 in the Sydney Morning Herald. Farce mask. It's safe for only 20 minutes. This is what we used to say before science became politicized. Retailers who cash in on community fears about SARS by exaggerating the health benefits of surgical masks could face fines of up, up to 110000 And NSW Fair Trading Minister... Reba Megar yesterday warned that distributors and traders could be prosecuted prosecuted if it was suggested that Mass offered unrealistic levels of protection from the disease. And basically, you know, because they, you know, the manufacturers were trying to sell mass for SARS 1. And it was, you know, it was going around the Pacific area and Australia. And basically. They quote Professor Yvonne cassart of the Department of Infectious Diseases at University of Sydney. Those masks are only effective as long as they are dry. As soon as they become saturated with moisture in your breath, they stop doing their job and they pass on the droplets. Now, he doesn't even get to the aerosols, which they don't work even for one second. But even for that, Professor cassart said that they could take as little as 15 or 20 minutes and we have these children Or people working shifts, wearing it for 7 to 10 hours, and often multiple days at a time. This is all a lie. This is the biggest lie ever perpetrated on humanity, and it affects our lives more intimately than anything ever done by government. How have we allowed this to go on for 10 months? The European uh, CDC... Center for Disease and Prevention Control of the European Union. They just put out a report and they said, yeah, you know what? We don't really see... Uh, although evidence for medical face masks in the community is limited, <laughs> face masks should be considered and used anyway. They, they admit it. Ten months into this. We are being lied to. It's time to get active. It's time to fight back. You know, In terms of our state teams, there's one other piece of um, legislation I want to share with you. We talked yesterday about <clears throat> the piece of legislation in Tennessee that would bar private businesses from denying vital goods and services to people based on not wearing a mask or not having a vaccine. So Tennessee Stains, a terrific organization that is pushing this bill, they're also pushing another bill, SJR 0144. It's a constitutional amendment uh, introduced by Senator Mark Pody, and it would add a new section to Article 11 of the Tennessee Constitution, stating... No declaration of emergency by the federal government, the governor of the state, or any agent or political subdivision of this state shall be construed to lessen or abridge the rights and privileges of the citizens of this state guaranteed by this constitution or lessen or diminish the controlling authority of this constitution. In all circumstances, all departments of the government shall be bound to and shall not exceed or delegate their respective duties and powers as defined in this constitution. This is a terrific effort. I applaud Tennessee stands for pushing this. Again, this is another thing that needs to be replicated in all 31 GOP-controlled legislatures. There's so much work that needs to be done. I'm just one person. Again, big tech, Biden's executive orders, masks, lockdowns, election integrity laws, transgender stuff. There's so much that needs to be done. And we're leaving so much on the table. 15 to 20 person liberty groups in each state could get a lot done. If we can get a few 15 to 20 groups, you could divide into geographical areas, maybe issue sets. It doesn't take much. But you need men on the field. We need a D-Day. Let's plan for March 16th to bust the doors of tyranny, that iron curtain wide open and restore our constitutional liberties. Our life, our liberty, our property are still worth fighting for. That's the bottom line. So, again, folks, send this show to every one of your friends, relatives, coworkers. Drop me a five star review on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at RM Conservative, on Rumble at Horowitz Citizen Sanctuary on Geb, Daniel underscore Horowitz. I do have Parlor at DEH0414 when it gets up. I'm just about out of time. Got to do some media. But again, folks, we got our work cut out for us. A lot of things to do till tomorrow. God bless y'all and stay in the fight.